This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. After last week's stunning hurling championship victory over Clare Castle in Six Mile Bridge, Jim Collins spoke with Broadfoot hurling manager Jimmy Brown. And after the game this afternoon, uh, we're joined by Broadford manager Jimmy Brown. Jimmy, congratulations, first of all, and uh, well done. Good performance. Yeah, good performance. We'd be happy with it. I suppose the, the first the first round championship for every team is vitally important. And I suppose we were really focused today. We know we have a, a really good team, but getting a good performance across the field was very important to us today. And certainly we focused on that. There was probably a, a stage in the game during the second half where shape and other things kind of went out, particularly after Niall being sent off. But uh, overall, the lads dug in and they worked very hard. We've, we've prefer, prepared very well. And uh, it was great that that performance got the result. Not every day that you give a good performance do you actually get the result as well. So we'd, we'd take that. Yeah, well, in fairness, I suppose you looked hungrier all the way through um, right from the start. Jimmy. Absolutely, I think our work rate, in fairness, all over the field uh, was very, very good. Through the, and again, that's the standard the lads have set for themselves. Um, and it was great to see that when they set that standard, they were able to come out and, and execute that type of, of performance and that type of work rate. But work rate at this time of the year, first round championships, you know, first round championship games, work rate is the key. Um, but then we were able to execute really good scores as well um, and, and find some space to get those scores. So, yeah, we'd be happy I suppose that a lot of the things that we'd have talked about and worked on um, were evidenced in the game but again we have a, a big list we've lots of things to learn from that game as well and it'll be a question now during the week of sitting down seeing what we can learn from it and use that as a foundation go on and build for round two yeah but I suppose it's a it's a cutthroat on in round one because I mean everyone thinks like the first thing we do is avoid relegation or avoid getting into the relegation zone. So, I mean, it was, from that point of view, it was a very heartening performance, I would imagine, from your point of view. It was, and I suppose we've had, uh, we had a, a kind of a mixed cup game and we'd have lots of lads injured and stuff. So the, over the last month or so, it's been trying to get some of those, those lads back on the field. Um, and yet the, the, the cutthroat nature, um, we've experienced that over the last couple of years in, in the first round. And certainly you, you do come under a bit of pressure when you lose your first round game. But having said that, I suppose every game from our point of view is about making sure we can give the performance we know we're capable of and building and, and trying to learn from, from each of those games. So yeah, a li- little bit of pressure, I suppose, coming into a first round particularly. But um, it was nice then when, you, when the lads give that performance and, and we can get over the line. And how do you see the group going from from your point of view, I know you're going to go out to win every match, of course you are, Yeah. but um, how, do you, how do you see things panning out? Well, I think uh, from the hearing of, of the result from Newmarket there earlier, I think it's fair to say the group has got interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, that I, I think the two results today proves that everybody is likely to take points off each other. Um, and that means that every game, every, every point, every score, every tackle, every hook is going to be v- vitally important and hard fought. So our focus the next day will be trying to make sure we're as well prepared as we can and give the performance that we know that our team and our players are capable of. Fecal, I would say, surprised most punters today. Uh, with uh, you know what was we were here of course but a well-deserved win uh, and a hard-fought win over a rogue yeah I'm, I'm only again basing it on, on reports I suppose I mean one thing to be fair 
we would have played Fecal in the Cup. We had a really good game against them. Uh, they're a very hard-working team. Uh, they use the ball very well. They mind the ball very well. And certainly, you know, giving that performance is not something I think we'd have been particularly surprised with in terms of what they're capable of. Um, but I think it, it, w it has certainly, those two results today, has certainly made the next round particularly uh, for everybody um, nice and interesting. And, and even from the competition's point of view, it, it opens up things a little bit. But that maybe just reinforces nothing can be taken for granted in any of the groups, and I think particularly in this group. And that certainly, I suppose, our focus now is go and prepare, um, recover uh, over the next couple of days, and then we have 10 days before we, uh, after that, to go and, and work mm -hmm. hard and fix a few things maybe that, that arose today that we think we should be better at, and then go in and see where that takes us against Aeroog. Okay. Wouldn't it be great to see the two East Clare teams progress to the quarterfinals? Certainly, it would be certainly great to see Broadford progress to the quarterfinals. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I suppose my focus is certainly making sure that, that we do the best we can to achieve that. OK, well, Jimmy Brown, congratulations again on a fabulous performance today and uh, good luck ongoing. Thank you very much. The Bridgetown show took place recently and Pat O'Brien attended for Scarf Bay Community Radio and he chatted with a number of people there. Uh, this is Pat O'Brien for Scarf Bay Community Radio. Uh, I'm here with my colleague, Anthony Linehan, and uh, we're here in at the South East Clare show in the showgrounds in Bridgetown. It's a it's a slobbery all day, Anthony. It's pretty slobbery. That's the one word you put. Cheers, there's a fella here starting a chainsaw. <laughs> slobbery is the word. Um, we'll, we'll we'll move we'll, we'll move around the uh, around the showgrounds and we'll have a chat with a few people. So um, there's a there's a fella here with he's he some lovely. Um, lovely work here on, on, on timber so we might have a chat with him for especially especially branch um timber and he's he's some beautiful um beautiful houses there and and done on timber and and, and borders and everything like that john hayes is john my hayes. name yeah how you doing and you're from all the way down in downtown fenner on the outskirts on the copper coast they are Oh, yeah, lovely. Yeah, so yeah, it's an yeah, all bad yeah. part of the world. Yes. Yes. I was there last. I was there last on, on a bike not too long ago. Oh, it's a nice it's part of the world to be yeah. cycling, yeah, it's and then they have the greenways and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm lucky enough where I come from, but I'm up here today. Yeah. In and the uh, rain. <laughs> you're, you're doing some beautiful work here on, 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 on timber. Yeah, so I specialise in chainsaw sculpting. Yeah. And uh, I, I basically Stunning. represent uh, Ireland around the world doing the competition. So when I'm yeah. home, for a while, I kind of tend to do a few of the, the shows, yeah. Yeah. shows, you know, to yeah. give people an idea of what you can actually do. But the Very competition job, yeah. stuff is big, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you've only a certain amount of time to do it, so yeah, yeah. it's all fun. And you do that? You do it full time, do you? Full time, yeah. But it was about, I suppose, nearly nine years ago now. I I done um, a carving called the the Angel of Hope. It was a big, three hundred year old tree was in a churchyard down in the local village. Okay. And I was on a back-to-work team at the time, and we just went and got an end of a chance. I was after seeing it on YouTube and gave it a go. And within the two years of that, then we were up at the plowing, and we broke a world record for a big giant sword. And then we started travelling the world, taking on the best guys around the world. And we just finished up uh, a program on discovery history, the Sky History, oh. uh, cut above. So you can check that out if you if you okay. like a bit. Want to see what chainsaw carving's about? Yeah. Yes. And you, do you, um, you have those, you have, uh, we'll say those in, in various places all around the country and, 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 and have you uh, people that sell them for you or do you, or do you sell them yourself? Yeah, mostly it kind of started off of kind of someone saw you do it and asked could you make 
maybe a dog or a salmon or whatever they were into the hobby yeah. but then local councils businesses then started as the commissions got bigger and yeah. um, so we we've done sculptures up to a hundred foot Go. we've done down to the one you put on your mantelpiece so we have them all over the world now um, not just in Ireland there was one time I was trying to get one in every county yeah, but yeah. Um, we have them kind of in different parts of the world now so we head off on the 5th of August to do the World Championships okay, and uh, we'll travel across America doing the different events over there. Yeah, yeah. There you and um, have, you, have you a website? Yeah, you can check me out on Special Branch Carvers. Uh-huh. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as well on Special Branch, Branch Carvers. That name came from me dad. He liked Special Branch. He used to watch the bill the whole time so I thought it was a good oh, name the for the company. Very good. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. That's how it, that was, how it was formed. But, uh, Pity the weather wasn't a bit good, but people still seem to have a smile on their face yeah, here today. Ah, yeah. sure, when, when they see what you're doing, they'll have more of a smile. Where did That's you learn it. to carve like that? We were just carving uh, a horse there now. Yeah, so... How did you do it? So, I have kind of nearly 16 different saws. So, I'm sponsored by uh, Oleomac, which is an Italian company, but the cam saw based up there on Port Leash, and they kind of came on board with me back about five years ago, and then NAMP and a few other sponsors, the saw doctor up in Port Leash as well. Um, and they gave me an array of saws because if you look at the difference between this kind of chainsaw and the normal one that you'll buy in the shop I have specialised carving bars with carving teeth in them so it allows me they're like chisels and they go all the way from a 6 foot saw all the way down to 6 inches yeah, 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 and that's what allows me to do the detail. Okay, yeah, yeah. very good. You know, yeah. beautiful work, a bit of fun. Absolutely beautiful. Oh my God! So that was the World Championships. There, that was a Viking just kind of landing. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. He was done. He's standing about fourteen foot high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's done. You have three and a half days. They're doing. The, would you recognise that lady, Catherine Thomas? There, Catherine yeah. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, yeah. We had the car. We had the car of Catherine. Yeah. Um, I, we get to do. You know, like there's big giant bumblebees. Got You know, but we'll do all sorts of stuff. This was from the TV show, the cut above where I done horses and otters and crabs. Well, were you very good at art at school or something? Or no, actually, to be honest with you, it would have been something that I would have gotten in trouble for cutting up my mother's uh, worktop with the old oh, bread, okay. bread knife when I was young. I had that. So you had 80, that. 80, Some, yeah. Something was in there. ADHD. There, the mind was running a bit fast. Oh, okay. But um. Yeah, it, it was something that I always loved making things. I always yeah, put yeah. up the box more than play with the thing in the box. Yeah, yeah. But I just found it purely by accident. But they, people that ask you, like, you know, is it something that you're kind of born with? It's not really. You have a certain amount, but like everything, you have to practice to get to it. Yeah. You get so far on, on a bit of talent. But after that, then, it's about doing the research. Like on the horse here now, we're doing four horses. Uh, we've done the Milano window and um, Rachel Blackmore we've done a okay, carving yeah. of her full oh. life size one of them so we're doing four more now uh, full life size horses so that's going to be exciting well, but, but you have horse? to know about the anatomy and how the where the weight is yeah. yeah yeah it was um it was it was nice to do it there's the issue that's Rachel Blackmore one um, oh, oh excellent oh, so yeah. that's you can oh my god yeah, it's yeah. so, so that's that? full size that's yeah. actually in the Milano hotel in Clamel there oh, Manila hotel the Manila hotel so um the idea was that was cut from the original tree that was there so if you look at the body of the horse oh, yeah, it's yeah. lying lengthways as if it's jumping but we actually had that standing straight up oh, yeah, so yeah. that was the piece and we flipped it that way uh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we got the body of the horse oh, out of it God. so that's kind of but as i said the pieces vary from big giant kind of chairs for kids to sit in yeah. all the way up to like funny okay. characters from so we do that was the giant sword in waterford in the viking triangle it tells the history of the viking sword so over a hundred odd feet long it was one continuous tree 
me left a root on it, me carved the history of the Vikings in it. Yeah, um, yeah, you would yeah. if you were at the ploughing a few years back, you might have You've spotted that, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you do we do all sorts of playgrounds and different things. But Excellent. as I said, it's it's a kind of case of I fell into it by accident. Yeah. And um, and there's a few of you at it now. When you say we, I uh, well, I'd have I'd have a couple of lads that kind of do the pulling and dragging with me, yeah, and yeah. I go in and do the detail yeah, work yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Um, I'm out to training up a few lads. It was new when I started off. There was only a chap in Mead, Richie Clark, and a brilliant man up here in the Limerick area, Will Fogarty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a brilliant carver. Um, but uh, it was only the three of us at the time, and Richie was the kind of main man, and we were all asking him the questions. And then after a while, you wanted to learn more, you had to go further. So yeah. we went off to do the internationals, took on the Japanese lads and the Americans, and yeah, yeah. you start to learn more. You know, it's. You don't get to see them tricks and them little things, how they do someone's face, yeah, yeah. the way they oh, look at right. something. Yeah, so yeah. that whole learning process was. You always had a bit of go on you, I said, John. Well, I, I don't know. I guess you have to go on me in the wrong way, but <laughs> now, now at least it's focused. But I, I was, I would have been a kind of hyperactive child, you know, yeah. and hyperactive young. Always liked doing stuff, but I, I genuinely fell into this. And then one day, then I was I was carving, and the wife came out and said, "You're coming in." I thought it was about three o'clock in the day, to be honest, and it was yeah. eleven o'clock at night. And right. I knew then yeah. I'd found something I liked, you yeah, know, yeah, because excellent. I'd yeah. lost I'd lost myself in it. And you know? the chance is skill to skill work, really, isn't it? it it's, it's a great satisfaction because you start off with a lump of wood, or you go to someone's house, yeah. and they might have a tree that's been in that family for years, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, be storm damaged, they need to take it down. So you can go then and create a story for the family in it you know and we do all sorts of whatever if you went to the hurling now today we'd be yeah, you know yeah, yeah. we'd be carving the San Maguire or something for <laughs> them you know <laughs> but um, yeah it's all that kind of thing you get to do well do you're doing it with stuff. a smile on your face anyway that's a great thing I said look the fe- fella said to me the other day he said if you're asked if you want 10 million quid or, or, but I won't be able to guarantee you tomorrow I'll take tomorrow and I'll leave you with the 10 million very good. <laughs> so that's the way to go okay. thanks lads a Stars of Irish Country concert will take place in the Lakeside Hotel Killaloo on Wednesday the 16th of August. Trudy Lawler, one of the performers, chatted to Jim Collins about the event. Well, today on News Extra, we have uh, somebody who will be performing locally here over the next couple of weeks as an part, a galaxy of stars, I would say. Stars of Irish Country Concert coming to the Lakeside Hotel on Wednesday, the 16th of August. And it looks, uh, looking at the poster here in front of me, it looks like something not to be missed. Delighted to be joined on the line by one of the performers on the night, Trudy Lawler. Trudy, you're very welcome to Scariff Bay Community Radio. Jim, it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for having me. And it's just lovely to be coming back at your neck of the country as well. We're all so excited about the Lakeside Hotel in Killaloo. OK, just tell us about the stars of the Irish, Irish Country Concert. Uh, you perform in different places around the country. We do indeed, Jim. Um, it's a Stars of Irish Country concert that Billy Morrissey has set up a couple of years ago. And it's basically, it's an array of different country music artists. And we vary the locations in which we go and perform them in. So we toured all over Ireland. And before uh, the pandemic, we used to do three nights in the Lakeside Hotel in Killaloo. And we're back for the first time since 2019. So we're all super excited about it. As I said, it's at the Lakeside on Wednesday, the 16th of August, and we have the wonderful Brendan Shine performing there. We have the incredible and Claire native 
PJ Murray yes. and Sean Cuddy will also be there and um, Nick Foster from Foster and Allen will be performing with T.R. Dallas and also Billy Morrissey himself they've come together with a brand new act called the Three Musketeers and they're going to be bringing the very best of Irish folk and ballads as part of the show as well so it's an overall like a variety show for anyone who hasn't been there before, it's a wonderful, wonderful night of entertainment and music. And I'm looking forward to performing and hosting along uh, with other people on the night as well. So it's just going to be a great night. And the tickets are now on sale from the Lakeside Hotel and yeah. also through Eventbrite as well. And it's going to be a great night. And how, how have you found uh, this part of the world to perform? As you say, you have performed many times in Killaloo before at the Lakeside. Um, are we big into Irish country music down this part of the Ab- world? Absolutely, Jim. And, and the Irish folk and ballads and the kind of music that PJ Murray he does as well. And Mick Foster would be playing accordion and and some trad as well and and of course brendan shine and we all do our own bit we all are very different but yet together it all works and the lakeside hotel itself we know so many people jim that are going there and booking in overnight and making a night out of it as well so people come from all over the country because of the location of the hotel as well looking out at the lake and also of course just to see and hear the great singers and musicians that will be appearing there so the atmosphere is always electric and the fun is always mighty and it's always uh, sold out so we're, we're looking forward to another sold out show as well there again yeah, on Wednesday the 16th of August and secondly certainly uh, Brendan Shine and uh, you know he's a household name all around the country as is T.R. Dallas and of course you, you do have half of Foster and Allen so it's, it's very yeah. uh, high quality not, not to speak of yourself yeah. Trudy it's a very high, uh, high quality <laughs> lineup. Well, Jim, that's what we do. You know, we make sure that it's it's top class, that they're, they're household names, as you said. They're professional. We have a fantastic backing band as well. It's just, everything is just brilliant from, from start to finish. And it's not because I'm part of it. It's just very professional setup that Billy Morrissey events work on. And I suppose the Lakeside Hotel, we're very lucky because the staff there and the people in charge are just fantastic and they know the show now for years, and they're all excited about it coming back after the last couple of years. And, of course, the audience make it. The locals, the people that come there to support the shows, that love the country music, love the Irish folk and ballads as well. And they know they're going to have a beautiful evening because it's a summer's evening as well. It's August. It's a great time for people to be visiting Killaloo and getting a chance to see this great show as well. Lovely. And, and just on another note, I believe you have a new single yourself. Yes, I do. Um, Jim, I'm just delighted. It's it's a brand new album. I haven't released a new album uh, since 2018. So I've been releasing singles over the last couple of years. But finally, uh, we have the last couple of tracks done and we'll be releasing the album. It'll actually be on sale in Killaloo that night as well. So we're bringing it out in the next fortnight. And the new single I have out is a song called Blaze of Glory. And I've recorded it with the great Sandy Kelly and young Sabrina Fallon as well, one of our younger ladies in the Irish country music industry. So it's, it's getting great here playing. We're delighted. And you've been so good to be playing all of us. Uh, in Scarif Bay Radio. You really have been great, Jim, and all the singers are very grateful because if it wasn't for radio and for radio like yourselves, 
you know, the, a lot of the artists wouldn't get any airplay and wouldn't be heard of. So we want to thank you for that and what you've been doing. It's fantastic. Not at all. Well, Anita is our resident. Uh, she has a country music uh, show every Sunday. So um, we'll, we'll talk to her as well and get her involved in it. Listen, just before... Well, thank you to Anita. Thank you. Before we go, uh, tickets are €25. Euro. You were telling me before we came on air, they're selling out fast. Uh, very, very fast, yeah. So you'll have a full house in the lakeside, please God, on Wednesday the 16th of August. Yes, because again, Jim, there hasn't been a show like it since 2019. Um, So people are just excited to get back out again. They know the environment is safe. It's it's lovely again. The artists are going to get a chance to meet them and, you know, get photographs with them and all that. So it's a very much a family-friendly orientated concert that we do and the doors open there at quarter past seven the show starts at eight o'clock and it's all over by quarter to eleven half ten quarter to eleven so it's not a late night and it's a concert tickets on sale as you said from the lakeside hotel in Killaloo you can ring them or pop in there or indeed just order them through Eventbrite either and tickets are only 25 euros so it's great value for money and the ideal gift for your loved one as well or at any time you want to bring them to a show like that it's a great night, and we're looking forward very, very much to being back there, Jim. Okay, well, Trudy Lawler, many thanks, first of all, for joining us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio, and we wish you every success and with the concert, and hopefully we'll see you there. Thank you, Trudy. We look forward to you coming, Jim, and just to all of you again at Scarif Bay Radio, thank you for what you're doing and for keeping music alive, and we look forward to maybe the next time getting a chance to sit in the studio and have a chat with you. But thanks indeed for, for, for talking to us tonight. We look forward to that. Thanks, truly. God bless. You have been listening to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarf Bay Community Radio.